Hello and welcome to another episode of Africa's Victors, where we unpack stories found within Africa's history. My name's Kuride and today we are travelling all the way to the Zulu Kingdom, which is modern day South Africa. Apologies in advance if I mispronounce any of the names and or places. Okay, let's go. Queen Nandi was born around 1760 into the Ilangani tribe. It is believed that when she went to go and visit a few relatives in the the Babanango Hills, Nandi encountered some Zulu warriors. One of these Zulu warriors, Senzanga Kona, the king of the Zulu people, took a fancy to Nandi and impregnated her out of wedlock. Now, it's important to mention here that no account says that she was forced or that it wasn't consensual. However, as an unmarried couple or as unmarried people, she was not supposed to get pregnant. The Zulu people or the people at the time used to practice something called Ukolongbonga, which essentially was unmarried people having fun, but not to the point of anybody actually getting pregnant. Unfortunately, it went a little bit too far and Nandi ended up getting pregnant. When Nandi informed the king that she was pregnant, the elders of the Zulu kingdom rejected her claim. Instead, they decided that she wasn't pregnant, but had been infected by the shaka beetle, which causes your stomach to bloat and swell up. So that must be it. Can you imagine the cheek of them? How can you come and tell somebody else that, nah, what you're feeling isn't pregnancy. It's an illness. That's what you've gone through. You got bitten by a beetle and that's what happened to you. How can you suggest that the symptoms that clearly suggest or state that you are pregnant are just things that I've just made up? These guys were talking as if the truth would not come out nine months from now when... I present a whole human being to you. I'm sure Nandi was like, let's reconvene nine months from now and try this again. Because by then I'll have the receipts, which would be a whole child, a whole child to present to you. Of course, Nandi was pregnant. And when this child eventually came into the world, my girl decided that she was going to call him Shaka after the beetle that causes this stomach bloating that they thought she had instead. I love it. (laughs) She was like, so that you guys will forever remember your ridiculous suggestion. I will name the child after the beetle. So of course her child is the very famous Shaka Zulu. 
Now, we won't go into his story because he is a whole other kettle of fish. But today we're focusing on Queen Nandi's story and her struggle. After the birth of her son, some accounts suggest that Nandi tried to live with the father of her son, Senzanga Kona. But eventually the relationship kind of broke down. She was the subject of abuse and insults by the village people of the Zulu kingdom. They would ridicule her and shame her for having a child out of wedlock, for being irresponsible enough, inverted commas around that, um, for getting pregnant or allowing a man to get her pregnant. Nandi eventually had to return back to her tribe because she just couldn't take it anymore, I suppose. And you would have thought maybe her life would be better over there. But as a single mother, um, she had a lot of work to do, to be honest. She had to raise her child. She had to protect him from the famine. She had to protect him from attempted assassinations because if we think about it, he was still of royal blood and of course he was a threat to the kingdom even though she was repeatedly told that her son would never be king they obviously wanted to make sure of it because he was an illegitimate claim to the throne so but just in case you know they wanted him dead and gone and out of the picture so she really had her work cut out Eventually, she had to move again to another village, another place where she was said to have found a husband and then had two more children, but then had to move again because those people weren't pleasant to her. Can you imagine being treated as if you are an outcast all because of a decision or something that happened to you so long ago and it just keeps following you everywhere you go. Um, I imagine she probably felt a sense of injustice or she felt hard done by. She was treated unfairly. She had to bear the brunt of her actions, of course, but somebody else's actions as well. And they were living without having to deal with the consequences of their actions but rather than play the victim or allow life to get to her she focused on raising her child at this point her children in the best way she possibly could and I think that's something that we can all learn from that in a situation that we find ourselves whether it's our fault or through no fault of our own that we find ourselves in any particular situation we just have to focus on what we can do she focused on what was important which was raising her son raising her children and raising them with values that she believed were important she raised her son to believe in the power of unity and the concept of we are the same. She was probably trying to ensure that she raised a son that wouldn't treat others the way that she was treated. And I think that's another takeaway where the, where we have received or been the victims of injustice or felt that we were unfairly treated rather than 
focusing on that, we can focus on ensuring that nobody else has to feel the same way that we felt, that we ensure that we don't allow our our pain to cloud our ability to still be good people, which is easier said than done. And that's why we see the victims of bullying become the bully, because it's actually very difficult to be on the receiving end of something and not then become the perpetrator because hurt people hurt people but we could either let our past hold us back or we could use it to push us forward and I think that's what Nandi did she allowed her past experience to influence the way she brought up Shaka well Shaka grew up to be a warrior and eventually became the king of the Zulu kingdom and he wasn't just any king. Shaka Zulu was arguably the most prominent king in Zulu history and of course because he was king she became queen mother and the most powerful female figure in the Zulu kingdom. Can you imagine going from ridicule to prominence? The same people who ridiculed her, who insulted her, eventually had to bow down to her as their queen. Wow. She was her son's most trusted advisor up until the day of her death. Her loss was felt so much by her son that he declared that any family who had a child within the year of the of the queen's death would be executed. He wasn't having anybody have a good time during this time of mourning. Absolutely not. He was like, everybody should refrain from any kind of joyous behaviour and be grieving his mother instead. Obviously, it's probably not what queen nandy would have wanted but we can see the sentiment behind his actions how he was just grieving and he was in pain but yeah wow amazing queen nandy went from being mistreated and ridiculed to being the queen of the zulu people a title that many people said she would never have amazing well i hope you enjoyed that story we touched on a few things on this episode so if you wanted to continue the conversation please do find us on instagram using the at the vimoye foundation vimoye is v-e-m-o-y-e and if you would like to know more about the vimoye foundation please do check out our website www thevimoyerfoundation.com and if you would like to partner with us um, and give towards the work that we are doing do check out our pledge page where we are asking people to commit to giving one pound a month towards the Vimoyer Foundation that's it from me i hope you have an amazing week and remember queen nandy 
didn't allow her past to make her bitter. Instead, she used it to make sure she'd raise her children better. See you again next time. Bye.